6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. feel very excited and overwhelmed at the same time as this will not be my first World Cup and also the team is excited and working very hard as this will be a dream come true for most players. This will be a massive experience and a great challenge for the team and it will be a challenge for us as individual players because it will no longer be about us when we are on the field but will be representing our country. Yes, we've been apart for some time due to the pandemic, but even so, we are so excited because now we can train and prepare for the big days as a team, which is very exciting. It's a great privilege and honor for me to be part of the World Rugby Internship Program. I'm really humbled by this opportunity afforded to me. I hope to gain great experience from the World Cup to observe the different coaches and the different coaching styles and philosophies. I hope to learn from the best in the business and then in turn, ultimately, I can live out my passion. I also want to build good relationships with with all the women's coaches so that we can create our own little network. I'm beyond elated to be going back to another World Cup, but this time as a coaching intern. Just the thought is still surreal to me. I'm honored to be representing my family and the country at the world stage again, although this time in a different capacity. Good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot on uh, this evening with me, Tabi Somusia, Katlekho Mudiba, and Timothy producing the show on this Flashback Friday, and Sylvester Kumani is our technical producer. Those clips that we've opened with are from the Springbok women's team. Uh, they are counting down to exactly one year to go before the Rugby World Cup in New Zealand in uh, 2021, and we heard from Boklok Nolusindi Sopoy, as well as Lauren Johannes, who has now been uh, uh, included as, a, as an intern part of the coaching setup there. She's one of the World Rugby is intense so we're going to be helping our Springbok women's rugby team to count down there to that rugby world cup in New Zealand next year and we wish them all the best of luck well it is a flashback Friday and you know on a Friday we like to sit back relax and just catch up with our former sporting stars of years gone by uh, just to find out more about their careers more about what it took to get to the top and uh, tonight uh, it is my pleasure to say that we have found him a man that we were supposed to speak to about two or three weeks ago uh, but we couldn't connect to him uh, when we tried to all the way from Zimbabwe. It is Tinashe Ningomashe, the uh, general. That's what they called him when he played his football here in South Africa. So Tinashe Ningomasha is going to speak to us uh, tonight just as we go back uh, to talk about his uh, career. And uh, also later on on the show, we're going to hear from Sibusiso Zuma, the former Bafana Bafana forward who is part of the SABC Sports uh, panel for tonight's Bundesliga match between Bayern Munich and uh, Schalke. It kicks off at 8pm on SABC 3, so do catch that this evening. SABC has secured the right to broadcast the Bundesliga for the next two seasons and the new season of the Bundesliga gets underway uh, this evening. So we'll hear from Ri later on on the show. But if you want to send in your voice notes for Tinashe, I know a lot of you were waiting for him a couple of weeks ago, so this is your opportunity now. Uh, you can send them to uh, 061 4104107. I will repeat that. 061 4104107. You can SMS us to 41391 or you can call us directly if you want to speak to the general. The number to dial is 0891 Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. 
Okay, so as I mentioned tonight, we'll look back at the career of a Kaiser Chiefs legend. I'm sure there's no doubt about that. Tinashe Mashe is a Kaiser Chiefs legend. The general spent over a decade at Chiefs. They all served Amakosi very well over the years, and he joins us all the way from Harare. Hey, general Moro. Hey, Makandi. South Africa. It is wonderful to hear from you, Tinashe Ngomashe. So many people have been looking forward to hearing from you. And I know we tried to speak to you a few weeks ago, and I'm glad you found time to speak to us. Are you now back in Zimbabwe full-time? Have you left us in South Africa? Yeah, I've left you in South Africa. I'm based here in Zimbabwe full-time. And also I'd love to say good evening to to the listeners. Uh, it's of course wonderful you know, to be talking with you guys, uh, especially about football and what's happening. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to this uh, interview. Thank you so much. Yes, and are you still involved in the game? Yeah, I'm much involved in the game. Uh, this I don't that you know with this uh, virus, this pandemic which has been happening across the globe. Uh, nothing much has been happening this side. Uh, there's been, there hasn't been any football at all. Uh, the association is pretty much uh, hands on on the situation where they can resume uh, the games to be played here. Mm. And and. Did, 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 do you have plans? Like, what plans did you have after the game? Did you want to get into coaching? Did you want to get involved in another capacity? No, I, I wanted to get myself involved in uh, administration. Uh, mm. Coaching, you know, it's too hectic. It was a hectic career for me, uh, full of frustrations and also happiness. But uh, basically what I've witnessed, witnessed more is uh, coaches get more frustrated than the players who are actually <laughs> playing the game. Because at the end of the day, if the plan doesn't work, Mm. After the game, the fingers will be pointing at the coach and not the players. <laughs> so your plan is to serve football in Zimbabwe as an administrator? Uh, in Zimbabwe, even back there, uh, it's okay as long as I'm involved in the game, which I loved and which I know very well. Yes, and uh, you've mentioned that you've been following the game here in South Africa. I'm sure you obviously know the big news that Gavin Hunt has been announced as the Kaiser Chiefs coach. In your opinion, Tinashe, is he the right man for the job and what do you make of this appointment? I think uh, it's you know it's great news, especially for for Gavin, and I'd like to say congratulations to him because uh, he coached me when I moved on to vets. I think uh, in terms of uh, what he has done in football, I think he's done quite quite a lot, and uh, he has got um, uh, trophies to to prove that he's done well, you know, in his coaching career. Mm. And I think uh, you know it's a good move by uh, Captain Chincher, uh Brake to have him on board because he knows the game, he knows the players. He knows the league quite well. He's, uh, he's not a new face. He's someone who has been there and has uh, done it all. If you look, uh, we're talking uh, where he started his career, if I'm not mistaken, with Black Leopards. You know? Yes, yes. And, uh, he had such a tremendous career there. We have seen what he has done with uh, Super Sport. And also, one thing which I love about the coach is, uh, you know, he uses, uh, you know, fringe players and then all of a sudden they become superstars. Mm. So in terms of, uh, I think in terms of uh, the crunch which is happening across the globe and also the situation which Chiefs find themselves in of not not signing uh, players, I think, uh, you know, you can have any player in the squad and then uh, turn him into a a, a team player, you know, because I always think and uh, I know since uh, my coaching career that uh, first comes the page and then the name at the back. So I think that's what uh, Chiefs need right now players who can save, you know, the base first and then the name and the glory will come later. 
And on that note, what did you make of the season that Kaiser Chiefs had and how they lost the title? Um, basically, if, uh, it was in their hands and they lost it in the last 20 or 30 minutes of the season. No, it was uh, very disappointing news because, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's been quite a while since uh, the team has won uh, a trophy. So we were all hoping that uh, the boys would do it, uh, you know, for the fans and also their families. But then uh, it was all what was needed from my point of opinion was uh, uh, character within the team, you know, character to to achieve what needed to be to be done. Uh, and I think uh, probably that's one bit which they lagged uh, there because uh, during my playing career at Chiefs, I learned quite a lot. Brake mm. uh, would always advise us that uh, I want 11 captains in the team. So, you know, it was the last game of the season and I, I had uh, thought that probably if... Uh, you know, everything which you grew up knowing, you know, during your early stages of uh, of playing football, all the tricks in the games, that's the game which we, which was needed, you know, for for them to, to, to win that match. But unfortunately, it ended up a, as a draw, and it was a uh, bad news for, for South Africa. As we know, she has got a large following acro- across the country, even across uh, Africa. Back here, uh, most people were disappointed uh, with uh, with the result. So, yeah, it is what it is at the end of the day. Uh, the plan now is uh, what needs to be done to take the ship forward. I know you sent us a voice note last week, which we played here on SAFM, and you were, tell- you, you were telling us that you feel sorry for uh, the chairman, Kaiser Mutawung, because you have so much respect for, 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 for this man. Yeah, that man was like a father to me, you know, because uh, uh, the early stages when I moved to Chiefs, I was quite young and... Uh, he was more of a father figure to me in terms of advice, in terms of uh, everything which I needed for me to perform well. Uh, every every day uh, of training, you would always have his door open for any player who had, uh, you know, problems uh, or who, who was finding himself in a in a situation which probably needed uh, a, a parental a parental uh, advice. Uh, that's why I felt so, that's why I feel sorry for him. And also the thing that he has done a lot for, for the club, uh, a humble man, you know, he's someone who deserves uh, better in terms of uh, glory in the team, in terms of uh, of trophies being won. Because if you look at the way he has uh, seeded the game into in, into becoming one of the most loved uh, games, I think, in, uh, in South Africa, he has been in the forefront from his playing career in America, coming back to South Africa, you know, uh, the founding founding member of such a, a big brand, uh, I think he deserves uh, he deserves much 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 better, and also he deserves much much respect. So I really felt sorry for him because I thought probably this time around he had something to to celebrate, but uh, unfortunately you know, it was a bitter pill a bitter pill to swallow for him, and also uh, us who have been involved with the team for quite a while. And before we look back at your career, just the last one on this current situation, Tinashe. Who who is to blame? Then who should take responsibility for what happened at Chiefs last season? Some people say it's the players. Some say it's the coach. Some say it's management. I think uh, 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 in every sport, it's a team sport. Obviously, the management also need to do uh, a reintrospection on on themselves to see if uh, there's any way in which uh, they didn't get it right. And also the coach himself. Because we say we are a team. Uh, if we are a team, we mustn't be pointing fingers at the players. Because if we win, if we had won the the the, the, 
the the the, the premiership, everybody was going to be, you know, happy and saying uh, we did it, but we lost together. So unity is important. Uh, I think uh, I also the coach needs to look, look at himself. Did he had the right, the right plan? You know, after uh, the corona and the games were resumed, uh, did he have the right plan to finish uh, on a high note? Because uh, you can't play. Uh, the way you started and then you finish the same way you started because teams are hunting you. You're on top of the log and most teams are hunting you. You know, your Kaiser Chiefs, every game uh, is a final because of the players who also want to be noticed, who who feel that they belong at Kaiser Chiefs. So the coach also needs to look at himself and finally the players who are on the field, they also need to look at themselves like, okay, did we did we because you've got inter- international players, players who are playing the Africa Cup of Nations, players who are playing, who are, who are coming from abroad, you know. You, you need, they, need, they needed to bring the character in the last stages of the match so that they could have achieved what needed to be achieved. So I think if we point fingers and say it's only earnest, I think, you know, we'll be lying to ourselves because we don't know if the situation continues in the coming season. Again, who are we going to blame? So I think the whole team, the whole team from the management to the groundsman, you know, uh, uh, needs to look at himself and see and, and ask himself questions if he had done enough for Chiefs to, to win the, the premiership. Okay, loud and clear that Tinashe Ngomashi, if you've just joined us, he's our guest this evening on Flashback Fridays on SAFM Spot On. And you can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. We're going to get to, into his career next, but let's play some of the voice notes that have already come through. Hello, this is uh, Alan Pulo from Cape Town. I'm also from Zim. I just want to say hello to Tinashe, the general. Ah, Baba, you presented as well during your time at Chiefs. I'm not particularly a Chiefs supporter, but uh, by the time that you were playing, I watched all most of your games. Thank you, Papa. You can come back maybe in a coaching role at Chiefs. I think they will appreciate your talents and skills. Thank you. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening, South Africa. Uh, greetings to fathers, Tinashe Ngomasha. You see, Tabiso, uh, coming from a country where we have nothing to celebrate politically and economically, the only thing that we celebrate in Zimbabwe at the moment is our heroes in sport. And Tinashe Ngomasha is one of those that we celebrate. I would say to him, thank you so much, Tinashe Ngomasha. You did play a part in putting our country on the international map, in particular here in South Africa. Uh, you are among our heroes, uh, actually. We celebrate you more than those are. Uh, political and uh, you know those figures from the liberation movements or whatever we celebrate you sportsmen actually are the only source of hope and yeah you bring us our happiness uh, so I say I wish you the best in your endeavors in whatever you are doing it's David Gubudu in Brixton Auckland Park thank you evening TT and the SFA the SAFM listeners hope everyone's well um, TT this guest of yours, Stinash Ngomash, like, he ruined for the better part of 2000 to 2005, 6, he ruined my years for watching SWAT. Because he and Otawumuke uh, and Arthur Zwane, that midfield, 
they ruined my enjoyment because they were just so unbeatable. Like you just knew like Chiefs was going to win this. <laughs> but I think even one uh, play of the year in 2004, if I'm not mistaken, around that time, I can't be sure. So it was, yeah, it was a good play in his time. And I just wanted to ask his perspective on uh, the diff- the changes in mentality like back in the day, he was known as a leader along with guys like Charles Johan, Ed Vitz when it was still around and such like that. Those Zimbabwean players that like had the grit and the determination. Hi, Tabiso. It's so great to have him with uh, Tinashe Nengomashe. Uh, that man was playing very carefully when in the game. I want you, Chavisa, uh, uh, to ask him a question that which game is never forget when was playing a Kaiser Chiefs. Thank you, Chavisa Sandile in Devon. Okay, thank you for that, guys. Uh, thank you for those voice notes. Voice notes. You keep them coming on 0614-104-107. Lots of compliments uh, for Tinashe Ningomasha. Lots of respect. Also, uh, Tinashe, for you there from uh, people living from uh, Zimbabwe. Do you want to respond maybe to some of those voice notes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's also always good, you know, to to hear people uh, who who are watching you during your your playing career, you know, complimenting uh, the way you you play the game. I'm truly grateful uh, for you know the compliments, uh, and uh, it really takes me back into old days. Uh, I'm sorry to uh, the 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 guy who. Who was complaining that I ruined his life? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was being paid by chiefs uh, to ruin people's lives. You know, uh, you can ask Cyril. <laughs> you know, you see, we used to joke uh, all the time uh, when I first arrived at chiefs. He said, "Hey, do you know that Utina Shibamtate Lapo? You know, Bambolide, the Rabulali Bubes. That's why Bambia na inja kumoleizela." So uh, yeah, you know it's life. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we were just doing what we, what we were paid to, mm. to do, and uh, it's always good news to hear people complimenting in such a good way. Somebody asked about your leadership qualities and your mentality there. What does it take to play uh, mentally? What does it take to play for your national team and even for a big club like Kaiser Chiefs? Uh, you know, with with uh, with me, I was very blessed. I must say, you know, because uh, uh, you know I started playing the game uh especially international matches uh from under 17 you know uh, national team mm-hmm. and then i moved on to under 20 under 23 and also then i moved on into the senior team so all that experience because uh our, when we played uh my first under 17 matches was against stephen pina you know mm-hmm. he, he ended up moving to europe uh it was a world cup qualifier african world cup qualifier in uh in South Africa, we won that major. I think it was three-one. They beaten us here to one, and we qualified. And then when we went to Guinea, I was also privileged to play against Abu Michael Essien at under seventeen. Imagine. Yeah. So all that experience, you know, uh, ended up uh, being part of my DNA. Under twenty, I was coming to, to we, we, when I was picked by Chiefs to, repre- to represent Chiefs. I played against Abu Tsofilakas, and those were like superstars. I used yeah. to read about them. In kickoff back home, you know, mm. the upcoming generation in kickoff, Abotso, Abolis, the later, Leslie Manyatela, all of those, all of that generation. 
So I used to read about them, and I I wanted to be, you know, part of that heritage whereby you you get mentioned with such great names, and then you come into the national team and the opportunity to play against uh, somewhere at all and all of all of those uh, mega superstars across across the globe. So that made me that ended up giving me such great, you know, responsibility because I was rubbing shoulders with people who were coming from Europe. And most players right now, they like that. You know, players start playing the game at a high level, probably in the national team. But the basic way, the basic structure where you're supposed to start building is the under-17. And then you grow up in the ranks, you know. Uh, uh, obviously, the challenges will be changing according to the matches which you'll be playing from under-17 to under-20 to under-23, probably it's the Olympic matches. So I think that's where I ended up getting all of that uh, all of that quality, and also coming back to Chiefs, I had uh, Patrick Mabedi at the back. He was playing for Malawi, and he was the national team captain. I had Koko on right back. You mm-hmm. know, Bafana Bafana player. I had uh, Tiki Tiki Yo, uh, Tabo, someone who had been through thick and thin at Chiefs. Uh, also, not to leave out, uh, you know, Dr. Kumalo, the son of, the son of, of, uh, uh, of Kaiser Chiefs, uh, a, a player who up to now, nobody has broken his records in, in, in terms of games played for, for, for Chiefs. He was the assistant coach. And also, Braes, uh, Kuse, all mm. of those leaders, they were part of us. So each and every day, we are being told that, look, don't be here just to add numbers. Be here to add value. Because at the end of the day, you are being brought, you know, to add value to the team, not to add numbers. You need to, to leave a mark, you know. So that one day, probably when you visit SA, you still have the, the guts to say, let me visit uh, the Chiefs Village because you know that people still celebrate you because of the mark which you have left. So that's why I say I was blessed to have such uh, characters during my, my, because of my playing career. And you did certainly leave your mark at Kaiser Chiefs. When you look back at your time at the club, are you happy with your contribution? Because a lot of the club's fans hold you in very high regard in Ashingomash. I am, but only uh, there's one thing which I'm disappointed with. Uh, obviously, it's Africa. We never really did well in Africa. And uh, if you look at these other clubs uh, in SA, you know, uh, like, uh, for example, Pirates and uh, Sundowns, right now they are always uh, bringing about the star. And it's not that uh, they mustn't. They've worked hard for it. They deserve it. But as we never really did well in Africa and up to now, I still question uh, uh, that. I feel it's high time that she's uh, also need to conquer Africa, because you know those are like the games which can really put the brand up there. You know to say, okay, look, these are African uh, champions. You know, you go to Europe. We always talk about European football. Uh, Real Madrid is being recognised with the Champions League. Barcelona. You know, if they don't win the Champions League, it's the whole season is ruined. So I think uh, with the with the with the quality and the brand uh, of uh, Chiefs stature, I think it's high time also, you know, they get recognised by participating more in Africa because they have won almost everything in SA. You know, they are mm. not called the Cup Kings for nothing, but uh, that one cup which always, which I feel they need to have in the cabinet is that uh, Cup Champions League, and I, like I said, that's my wish and my dream to see the uh, Kaiser Chiefs doing well there. And let's talk about you now getting to Kaiser Chiefs, Titinasha. Is it true that you were spotted while playing for the for your country's under twenty side at a Kosafa Youth Tournament? 
Yeah, it's true. That's where I was spotted. Uh, and I take you back to where I was uh, saying uh, under 17, under 20, and all of yeah. that. That's where I got spotted. This also was a uh, uh, Kosafa under 20. 2001. Uh, yeah, exactly. In SA, that's where I got spotted and I ended up joining uh, Chess. So who saw you there? After the game, did Bobby or somebody come to you and say, hey, we want to sign you? Yeah, everything was quite quick because uh, uh, it was uh, uh, Bob Stick and uh, Braise who were at the venue. Uh, mm. And then uh, the following uh, thing was we went back to the hotel and there was Bobby and uh, uh, Abdullah, my head. Yes, and yes, yes. saying that, look, uh, we saw you playing and we interested. We want you to come to, to cheese. And I was like, okay. You know, I couldn't believe it because I thought it was a prank. <laughs> and then uh, Bob Stick ended up, because uh, we, we were young at that time. Uh, our parents, had, me and Kelvin Mshangajike, our parents had mm. to, to agree to the, cons- the contract. And uh, Bob Stick came to my mom's house uh, where everything was uh, done. Uh, and then we ended up joining Chiefs. Oh, wow, what a great story there. And before Chiefs, I mean, where did it all start for you in in Zimbabwe? Was it at Moto Action? Was it at Black Aces, Harare? It was uh, at Black Aces, Harare. Uh, Mark Duvillard, uh, one of the greatest coaches which have here mm. in Zim, uh, from, he's from Switzerland, he's the one who's running the academy, where Kama and Knowledge mm. and George Chigua, most of these uh, players were there. Uh, he was my coach uh, and I was playing in his academy. Mm. Uh, at that time, but it was a uh, place because now the club doesn't exist, and now he's running an academy called Ayasa. That's why it all started for me uh, during my fo- uh, when I started playing f- uh, football. Yes, and and was it always the dream for you to come to come to South Africa? Was it the first destination? Mm, I didn't, honestly speaking, I didn't had uh, a plan. I was just enjoying the game. You know, I. I loved the game so much. Uh, it wasn't something which I had planned that I'll start uh, my career in South Africa. Because, you know, it's never easy for any player to, the, more, uh, the days which we started playing, to leave uh, Zim and go across to Europe. You see, even uh, the Benjamins uh, started there uh, at Jomo and then he went to Europe. So I didn't have it in plan that I'll start in SA. Uh, my plan was just to enjoy the game, you know, play as much as I. I could play well as much as I could and then see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. So when I came to Asia, I don't want to lie to anybody that I did. I had it planned. No, I just wanted to enjoy the game and, you know, uh, make history and make a name for myself. You mentioned Mark Duvillant earlier on and there was a bit of controversy before you came to join Kaiser Chiefs because the crackers were saying that they own you and you don't belong to Aces and that Mark Duvillant had forged uh, your move to Kaiser Chiefs, basically. I mean, as a youngster, how did you deal with that? Uh, I knew where I belonged because those situations are always there in, in, in Zimbabwe way where a young player is moving somewhere and then someone just comes from nowhere claiming that I uh, know he's my player. So I knew where where I belonged because uh, uh, the the person who was claiming that I was his player was also part of Black Aces at that time. But because the team didn't have enough money, so that uh, plenty of owners were actually sponsoring and paying the the players uh, salaries and mm-hmm. also signing ones. So this uh, uh, Francis Zimonia ended up saying that I was his player because. Uh, 
of the move which was there for me to play a chief. But uh, as you said, uh, the contract and everything, so that was like out of the question for me. Okay. Cleared that up. Yeah. Let's go to the lines. We've got Sakile. Is he there? Okay, he's not there. Sakile from Deben. If you can call us back, let's go to some of the voice notes. Good evening, Kabiso. Thank you for the wonderful show. I want to commend uh, Dinasha Nongomasha. He led by example. What advice will will he most probably give to up and coming uh, players? You know, um, in football in our country. Uh, also thank him for also his commitment and loyalty to Kaiser Chiefs and also being a player who was always fit in every match. My last question Tabiso, to him is uh, why did he leave Kaiser Chiefs to visit university? Thank you, Luyanda Zokofa from Port Elizabeth. Uh, bye. Uh, evening guys. Um, I, uh, this is Dumisho from uh, Mamelodi. I, I used to come across your guest uh, somewhere around Louis Cop. Uh, he, he was running a team or he was a coach of a of a team around morning side uh, around morning side I should think so uh, that was around 2015 2016 uh, so I just want to check if he owns a team or uh, he, he 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 is was just administering a team for for so for somebody else thank you uh, good evening, Tabiso. This is Cabello from Pretoria, a Sundance Treble Champions. Uh, please ask Nengo Mashe there for me. I, I salute and, and appreciate the guy, uh, uh, guys from Niger- uh, from Zimbabwe. I just want to find out find out from him. Talent search and ta- talent sporting currently in the PSL. What does he think about the current uh, the current uh, uh, talent search? Which, he, which was happening during his time and now because we know Zimbabwe to be producing one top of top top players in the likes of uh, Kamabilia, Nyandoro, you can name them. So I just want to find out from him currently what does he think about the the, the, the talent which is in Zimbabwe, which we can maybe be sporting in South Africa or Africa doing enough to 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 to, to support that talent. Thank you. I'll listen on the radio. Okay, thank you, Cabello. And uh, do we have Sakil? Not yet. Okay, maybe let's start with that question from Cabello, if I understand it correctly. Uh, he wants to know about the talent search, about the quality. Uh, he says South Africa always picks players from uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, what is the reason for that? And uh, do we have the best talent at the moment, Tinashe? Uh I think the reason why SA is always, uh, you know, searching in them is uh, because of, uh, you know, uh, the guys who started there before us. You know, if you look at Wilfred William, Gate and Gate Twins, and then you look at Innocent Chikoya, yes. all of those uh, players who have done well in their careers. You know, I think they laid a good foundation for Zim players because uh, uh, of the way they adapted to the South African League. So uh, that's why I feel at first uh, most uh, most Zimbabwean guys, it's easier for them to move there because of, uh, you know, what these uh, uh, top players have done in the past. Uh, that's, I, I also I also think uh, that the talent search uh, sometimes you know it's lacking a bit because if I go back uh, and then I look at Chabupule where he was coming from, especially at Chiefs, and then I look at Skapi Malazi, you know even uh, Junior Kanye, uh, mm. Justice Stole, 
uh, you've got uh, uh, Gerald Sbekos, the current uh, uh, chief uh, system manager, if I'm not mistaken there. Mm-hmm. And yes. then you go to Pirates, you look at Vilakazi, so Vilakazi, and then you look at Tukutukumakanya, and then you look at the gift Leremi, Vum Vum. I mean, that was like quality player, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you look now, yes, I think uh, if you look at Sundowns, they've done quite well with uh, uh, with uh, Pesitao and all of these uh, other youngsters which are, they have now. But I think there are certain clubs which also need, you know, to to go back to the basics of what they used to do, you know, to get uh, proper, proper natu- natural talent, you know. Wow. Uh, did they have scouts in, uh, in, uh, in Cape Town? Did they have scouts in... Uh, in Devon, who would look for proper, proper quality youngsters for, 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 for the academy. So I think uh, right now, in terms of quality, it has gone down a bit, uh, considering what I, what, I, what I saw and what I used to love to watch uh, when I used to play uh, in, in, the, in the Premier League. The other question, somebody wanted to know, they said they saw you uh, coaching a club next to Lyoko Prison. What were you doing there? What was your involvement there? Uh, I've got a friend of mine. His name is Butler Masango. He's such a good gentleman. What he does is uh, he helps young, uh, youngsters who are looking for clubs. They say uh, you're out of contract. Uh, you've got uh, a, a, a training uh, academy, sort of, uh, uh, which he helps uh, these players. So. Mm. He's been working also with uh, Tefu Mashamaite, you know, in terms of helping uh, players who are out of clubs. And uh, he also works with uh, Ilasto Kapoesha. Oh, yes. So, Ilasto Lungu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ilasto Lungu. So that's what they do. If uh, a player doesn't have a club and then he needs uh, uh, training or he needs uh, uh, game time because they're always uh, organizing matches for, for these players until they get a. Uh, a club, uh, that's uh, how probably he, this guy saw me there. I was just assisting him, you know, and he also trying to inspire and motivate these uh, players because if you don't have a club, I don't want to lie to you, it will be tough times because uh, time will be ticking away and they've got bills to pay, to play. So sometimes you can lose focus of what needs to be to be achieved at the end of the day. So Butler had come up with this, Butler Elasto had come up with this program where they could uh, assist and help uh, this player. So probably that's one of the days when I was there, that's when he saw me. Oh, okay. And then I'm yeah. working the questions from back, uh, backwards to the to the top one. The second last question was, why did you leave Kaiser Chiefs for Bidvest Vets? Uh, when, I, when I left Chiefs, uh, when I came back from, from Zim, I had a meeting with Bobby and Tulamayet. Uh, uh, they told me that uh, uh, they... There was uh, and, uh, a contract for me, so they had uh, received calls from vets that uh, they were interested, uh, and then that was it. So yeah, that's how I left chief. So there was an offer for you from vets, and and you did you have to make the decision, or did they say that you can move? No, the decision was made that there was no contract for me at chief, but vets had contacted chief that they wanted me. So after after that, I said okay, no problem. Uh, if there's no more contract for me, it's okay. Uh, let me find my way to 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 vet, and uh, that's what happened, and that's how I, that's how I ended up joining vet. Oh, I see. So they were not offering you a new contract. Yes, sir. yes. Sir. Yeah. 
And um, the other question was, uh, what advice do you have uh, to players uh, these days from your experience? Uh, they need to work hard. Because uh, uh, right now, if you look, uh, talent on its own, you won't survive. You need to really work hard because the game has also changed quite a lot. Mm. Uh, you also need to invest uh, more into, into, into your game, you know. Uh, nowadays, the game is more quicker. The tactics are more, there's more speed, you know, and precision combined. So they really need, the upcoming players really need to, to invest as much time as they can into their careers. And also, they need to remain humble. You know, obviously, uh, you're going to get tested out there, you know, uh, by, you might have one bad game today. And obviously, uh, you know, as fans, we end up hitting you hard, and it mustn't get to your to your head. You understand? Mm. You need to always know that look, uh, these things they happen in football. But at the end of the day, you need to achieve which what needs to be achieved. You have to reach your mark. If you say you want to move to Europe, you need to work more harder because uh, we are talking about the whole world. You go to Brazil, you've got players who want to go to Europe. You come here to Africa, you go, go to Cameroon, you've got players who want to go to Europe. And you come here to, to the sub-Sahara of Africa, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana. Every youngster wants to go to Europe. You don't know what he's doing the moment when you're sleeping at his house. Probably he's running a 10-kilometer road for him to move to Europe <laughs> and you're sleeping. So you need to work hard at the end of the day because it's not only you who wants to go to Europe. Everybody wants to move to Europe. So you need to invest quite a lot in your career. You understand? Be humble. Respect your elders. Respect authority. All of those things, you understand, should be part of your DNA. Then you can achieve what needs to be achieved. Otherwise, it will always be a dream. And then you end up pointing fingers that it's because of you that I didn't go to Europe, but were you working hard enough to be in Europe? A Brazilian will get signed because he worked hard enough to go in Europe. The opportunity, if it comes, are you ready to grab the opportunity? All of those mm-hmm. things you need to, 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 to know. Listen to your coaches. Ask questions. Where you find that I'm having difficulties, go and ask the coach. Coach, I'm having a problem here and there. And the coach will give you proper advice on how to tackle your, 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 your problem, which you are facing probably during game time. And on that note, there was a time when you went to Qatar. Was it Qatar, if I remember correctly? And you spent a couple of weeks there in Qatar, and then you came back. Even Chiefs released a statement. What happened there? Oh, that was like uh, some bad, bad, bad experience. So here we are. We go to Qatar, me, Bobby, and this uh, this uh, 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 agent who was saying that he has got uh, the... He, he, he knows the culture for the team which was in Qatar. So we went to France because they were on pre-season in France. Mm. We got there and then uh, the coach and the team, they are not even expecting us. They don't know that we are coming oh. to, 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 for, for trials uh, with the team. So we drive back to, to Paris, you know, because it was uh, a distance where the team was camped. And then uh, we went back the following day again. And then I asked Bob, say, like, look, we can't come here and then we go, we go back together again. Why can't we just ask this coach, that, okay, coach, is it possible for the player just to, 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 to stay and then you have a look at him 
and then if you're interested, you will negotiate. Rather than we've booked tickets from South Africa coming to France, where the coach doesn't even know that we are coming. And I don't want to blame uh, Bobstick. I think I blame the agent who, who took Bobstick uh, into the deal because he should have planned properly to say, okay, we are being expected uh, by the coaches and uh, the administration of the team which he had, uh, which he had talked to because he wasn't my agent. So it was something which just came to me when I was uh, in training. So, yeah, we went there, and uh, nothing happened, and I ended up coming back to Chief. Sure. That's okay. the story. Yes, I remember that story <laughs> there. Yeah, it didn't make sense. And uh, there's so much reaction here. Yeah. Uh, let, <laughs> let me go to the lines. Yeah, was it a big disappointment, though, for you, Tinashe? Yeah, yeah, it was a big disappointment, not just to me, because if you're an agent and you've got... Uh, a deal for a player, you need to be organized. Look, uh, for the sake of time and the sake of the tickets which are being bought, we are flying across to, to France, and then we get to France. We are not being known that we, we're supposed to be there. We're like strangers there. How do you expect us to, to respond to that? Yeah. Okay, Sakila from Deben, you're back with us. Thanks for holding on. Good evening. Hey, member, how are you? Okay, new member. Hey, you're the legend in the house. Uh, you man. know, I just wanted to ask, what is behind these glimpses of success behind um, the, the teams back home? Because you had chicken in, nearly uh, causing an upset against Andam, and, <laughs> and, and Caps United having a very, very decent run in the, in the Caps Champions League. And I'm asking myself that there are teams here at home who have a very, very big budget, but they're not even achieving close to what the 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 team that are achieving uh, a big in in Zim. Thank you, man. Okay, thanks for that. Maybe let's just ask that one, uh, Tinashe. He wants to know what is it about the teams there? There seems to be uh, so much hunger there from the teams or from the players that come from Zimbabwe. Yeah, because uh, it's because of the situation which pro- which I feel the country finds itself in. You know, uh, it's not easy for a footballer this side, you know, to have the life which are any ordinary South African player, even in uh, in the in uh, the first division, is having. You know, you find uh, most players right now in SA, they are driving uh, top cars, uh, they are living a good life, you understand? And then, yeah, it's not even easy for any player to even buy himself a, a, a car. You get what I'm saying? Because of the salary and the signing on and also the responsibility which you are having, mm-hmm. uh, a family to feed and all of that. So when they get such opportunities, they always want to do well. They always want to, they always know that there's someone who's watching, you know, out there. If you look at Fumbizai, Ronald, the yes. one who ended up going to Celtics, left back. you know, and thanks to, 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 to Coach CM, mm-hmm. you know, they were looking for a left back, and he was playing in the Champions League. I was watching, and I would, I would ask myself, why is he playing? You know, in the local league in Zim, he's a good left back for me, probably to play even at a big club in SA. You know, and lucky enough, I said to Coach Siema, Coach, Caps is playing. Watch the left back who's playing. He's, he's a good left back if you are looking for a proper left back. They, and then you went, went to Celtics. He had a three-day trial. It was supposed to be a week. The coach loved him more there at that time, and then they signed him. You know, because they are angry. They don't have what most players have. Most players in SA, 
you know, I think uh, realize they are comfortable. You know, here nobody's comfortable because of the situation which the country find itself in. It's like these boys from Ghana or Cameroon. Their lives are not comfortable. If you look at say Germany, if you look into into his history, he wasn't having a comfortable life. He had to grind to be where he is, to work hard. So most of these boys, that's why you find uh, when they play these clubs, Chicken Inn and all of them, they want to be noticed, they want to be signed, they want to move, you know, to get rid of the poverty which they're having. Yeah, because uh, what they're earning doesn't even come play probably to a quarter of what a player is earning in, uh, in a club which is in, in the first division. So that's the biggest reason which I, I can point out that that's why, you, that's why you find most of these teams when they go play in the Cup Champions League, they, these, these teams, they usually cause uh, big upsets. Yeah. Is it true, Tinasha, that you actually recommended both Kamabilia and Knowledge Musona to Kaiser Chiefs and they went for Musona? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was, first it was like, uh, uh, it was um, knowledge. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I used to, most of the times when I used to come home, I would go watch these youngsters train by Mark, we still close, Mark Duvillard, you know, we yes, always yes. talk. So he would visit me to say, hey, come and uh, watch our training sessions, you know. And then uh, I used to, to adore knowledge because you could see that he was too special. Yeah. You know, you could see his potential. Like when, you know, I always say that if knowledge used to play the way he used to play in training, probably knowledge should be playing for Barcelona. But not many people could see it because they're not training with him, you know. So uh, then uh, uh, Bobby was uh, supposed to go and see a Gilbert band in Blauai. Mm. And then I was like, but... Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I always say that if you are a big club or any club, you shouldn't sign uh, defenders. Why? The national team. You need to, to think about the national team. You need to have uh, a position for local best players which can feed into the national team. So if you are signing a centre-back and let's say you are a chief, mm-hmm. where, is the, where is Bafana Bafana going to get a, a centre-back which is going to play in the Bafana Bafana team. It's not going to be easy. You you get what I'm trying yes, to say? Yes, yes, yes. So yes. I say to, to Bob, said, look, yeah, I understand you are going to Blauai, but I've got someone who I want you to watch in Harare. He said, okay, are they playing? I said, no, they are playing. Can you please come over to Harare? I'm begging you. You, you, you won't regret. You understand? Uh-huh. Then Bob said, and Ace and Walter uh, Stinberg, who was a former, I think it was Sandals, uh, uh, youth Academy Scout, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they came, they flew into Arari. So, knowledge, uh, uh, I asked, I was playing, in, it's, it's playing, it was playing in the Division Two League, this side. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got to watch uh, knowledge. And also, Kama was also playing in that match. So it was like, okay, but knowledge is too special. It was just instinct which was talking, I don't know. Uh, knowledge is too special. Probably if you go to Chile and play the way he's playing now, it's not going to take him two years to go to Europe. Hmm. So who do you feed when he goes? He should be Kama. Who should be coming in for, for knowledge? Because Kama is still fragile. He wasn't yet. He was still that raw. Hmm. So he needed time to settle down and to build more muscle and more strength. You understand? But you could see that, look, Kama is going to also, you know, become something big. And then uh, he decided to sign uh, knowledge. 
And like enough, Dynamos were playing at three at the same venue. He decided to watch Dynamos. And then that's when he got to see uh, Rambo, Sheshe, Thomas. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to take uh, knowledge and, uh, and Rambo. Oh, Rambo Sweshwe. Yeah. So they wanted to sign Gilbert Banda, that defender. Yeah, they wanted to go and watch Gilbert Banda in Blower. Oh, I remember Gilbert Banda. Mm. Yes, and uh, let's take one more call. As we re- okay, we don't have the call. There was a question, Tinasha, about your best game for Kaiser Chiefs. I think it was the same uh, voice note that said they remember you when you were player of the season. It was in 04 and a football of the season and players player of the season. Do you have any best game at Kaiser Chiefs that stands out for you? Mm, I think all the games were did uh, something new and something you know uh, which needed to be done. But I think uh, my, I should tell him about my best season yeah. where we needed to win six games in a row to win the league. And we won six games in a row. I tell you, that was a good team. There was so much good team spirit in that team. So much uh, good fighting, so much. You know, the team was just in good space. You know, uh, you had Skara Gobese. He was someone who was always complaining if he doesn't get to play. Uh, there was so much support, so much unit. So much cohesion. David Radebe and Mbezuma. Yeah, I, 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 David Radebe. David Radebe suddenly came into the picture. You mm. understand? Because it was like, okay, guys, we need to win these six games for us to, to win the league. I think that was like uh, the sweetest moment in my whole career at Chiefs. That's the season with that game in PE there where uh, you beat pushbacks. Was it 4-3? Yeah, and when we go to the hotel, there were fans hey. who had come all the way from Jobek. They let the, 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 the field uh, end in the stadium to go back thinking that we had lost the game. And then when we came back and we were having our breakfast in the morning, we were all happy and uh, you know excited about the win. Uh, that's when they were asking us, like, why are you guys uh, in a jovial mood? And we were like, we won. <laughs> we were like, you won? And we were like, yeah, we won. I said, no, we had left the stadium, and you guys, I said, no, the game ended up finishing 4-3. And, uh, you know, you had clever players, you know, people like Shoes, and also, you know, those were clever players, Jabumendu, you know, all of yeah. them. So it was great unity, and it was just, the team was just in great space. So... That's like my sweetest time, which I can say, okay, if there's no great game in which I can, which I can point like this, because I uh, 15, 12 years, I can't pick one. But that moment on its own, you know, it was a moment which I feel in terms of unity, in terms of love, in terms of respect, everything was just like in place for us to achieve that goal. Well, I'm glad that's how it makes you feel because on the other side, because uh, obviously Paris was the team that you toppled there. Some people have a painful memories of that season, Tinashe Nungomash. I know some people were sitting on the train <laughs> there at Telcom Park in PE and they couldn't believe what they were seeing, especially when David Khadebe scored uh, just before that final whistle there for 4-3. What a game it was. But anyway, Tinashe, we're going to have to leave it there just because of time. We really appreciate the hour that you've given us tonight on SAFM. Uh, so many people are happy to hear from you and we thought we should just bring you on and just give you the respect that you deserve for your contribution to South African football. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. And also, I like to pass the message, you know, like uh, people need to take care of themselves, you know, uh, with this pandemic, you know, take care of your families, guys. Uh, be responsible because we, we still want you to, you know, to witness uh, the mighty uh, 
uh, Glamour Boys bringing back the glory. You know, Gavin is there, so we need them back in the stadium. So can they please take care of themselves and sanitize, uh, make sure you're wearing your mask, and uh, take proper care of yourself. Uh, I promise you, uh, Captain Chincha is coming up with a major plan to make sure that uh, you know the team gets back to where it, it belongs. Okay, great stuff. Thanks, Tinashe. We hope to catch up with you again. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a wonderful interview until you brought back memories of that 2004-2005 season. Hey, Mbuiseli Sambu was the one there that handled the ball and there was a handball there and there was a penalty there. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Life does go does uh, go on and you can hear how much it means to Tinashe Ngomash. I'm sure the Paris fans don't want to be reminded of that season. Let's give the last word to Sibusiso Zuma. He's part of the panel tonight as SABC brings you the Bundesliga. Ri, how excited are you? How big is this for South African football? Well, I've been hoping actually uh, for the people of South Africa to experience, you know, Bundesliga, not just the highlights and just, you know, full games because uh, I believe that for the youth of South Africa, you know, it can be really helpful if uh, they're going to follow the league uh, follow the teams and the players, you know, uh, development structures. Uh, there's something uh, right they are doing in Germany. You know, if you look back, uh, Bayern has is been improving for years. Mm. So tell us about this game. How big is it by Munich against Schalke opening game of the season? Some people say it's a derby. So it's a huge game. Uh, and the fact that it's the first game, it's the only game today. And, uh, you know, uh, people miss football, so... Yeah, just uh, in, in Germany and uh, a lot of people here in South Africa are just looking forward to it. And you, are you looking forward to uh, being part of the panel on SABC for the Bundesliga? Definitely, man, definitely. Excited, uh, almost ready to go there. So uh, people must tune in, man, and uh, let's watch the game. Okay, guys, tune in SABC 3 tonight. Wusiso uh, Zuma will be there. Also, Sizwembebe Umchaka will be the anchor there. He's fluent in German, so don't miss that. By Munich, up against Schalke, brought to you by SABC Sport. Our time is up. Thank you very much. My name is Tabi Somosia. Thank you, Dr. Phil, for your kind uh, words here. You've really enjoyed the show. You've enjoyed the weekly treat, and we appreciate that. That is Dr. Phil Mauma in midstream.